This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The pensioners are back, but with no walking sticks in sight. They're carefree, wherever they may be. They're the famous CFC. Blue is their colour, and football is their game. If you come to Stamford Bridge, you'll remember their name. It's the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport. He's already talking, it's Jonathan oh, Kidd. I didn't tell him to be quiet, but he wasn't going to listen to me because he was desperate to take some pictures for his social media. This is the Chelsea Fan Show on Love Sport with the Chelsea Fan Cast. Myself, Matt Beadle, here with Clayton Beerman and the aforementioned Jonathan Kidd, who's just had a slap on the wrist. Uh, fellas, he said it was the stuff dreams were made of. There was a big welcome home Super Frank banner. There were even pyrotechnics released from black boxes in the stand. No, that's normal. Be- Sorry? Happens before every game. No but it was slightly deal. more extravagant this no, time, no? No, I didn't think so, no. No? No. no. But the, the event, the occasion. Yeah, that was good, but it, you know, they didn't put any flags up or anything, you know. Okay. Yeah. We are the shed, did. They put up a bit. Oh, no, no, they were great. Yeah, they were, yeah. Those were great. No, I meant yeah. on the actual club itself didn't oh, do anything. Okay. The club right. just accepted okay. it, you yeah. know. Yeah. By the way, anybody any good at opening tops? I can't get this Instantly one. accepted it. My point yeah. was, gents, that it was Frank Lampard's first no, I game know. I, at Stamford Bridge. I poured cold water over it because uh, there was no... There was the magic that started just disappeared pretty soon. It so, dissipated, yeah, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, much, yeah. on that... Yeah. What are your thoughts on that magic disappearing? Well, I, I'm going to disappoint everybody and say that I'm... I've said it before, I'm willing just to take the hit this season. Yeah. I really am. Just sit back and watch and see what happens. You're going to lie back and take it, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. I just... Uh, the thing is that this is what we all called for, and now we've got well, it. W- excuse me? Some people called Thank for Thank you. Thank you. Some people called Were you not? For, you weren't in favour of Frank Lampard? Yeah, but I didn't call for him. I didn't go, yes, he's the man. I went, 
Perhaps Sarri might be okay. You're not sure about Sarri. Jonathan, I wasn't aware of this. In the shows that we've done, I wasn't aware that you were you were championing Maurizio Sarri. Is that because no, no, Stamford Chidge is so vehemently I, against him? Yeah. You know, no, I, I've always chipped in with that, haven't I, Clayton? I've always been, I've we, always we, been we saying... Have, we did have words. We've had words about we've had it. Words. No, because I've always seen... I understood what he was trying to do. He just didn't have the players who could do it. They just not, we weren't good enough to improve. Oh, they were so locked into Conte's way of playing that they, they were great at defending and breaking out. But that kind of constant pressing and just moving the I, ball about. I don't, I don't you know, even want to go there. No, no, no. no I, already, I don't want to go there. Already. I can't stand the death threats and, and all the rest of No, indeed, of and all of that. Yeah, but I never got any of those because I just... You know, I sp- well, I had the temerity the yeah. other week oh, on yeah. social media yeah. to basically lord Gary Cahill and decry the fact that I didn't think Sarri gave him a proper send-off. And I just got dog's abuse. Did you? From well, whom? Well, interesting you From say that, From a lot of people Clayton. who I've now blocked. Yeah, who, who you didn't think, you thought were okay before. No, no, no. They were m- mostly people I'd never heard of. you never heard of, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. What was their attitude that the Cahill was dreadful? No, no, no. That I, that I had some sort of, um, men- I was mentally challenged and I was all sorts of... But they, don't they know you, Clayton? Things. They know that you're... you're <laughs> obviously, ma- obviously, obviously, they know not. me very well. <laughs> well, I brought this up. This is interesting. I brought this up a couple of weeks ago on the show and Chidge was the same. He said, you know, I think that, that Gary Cahill, ha- Cahill had a good send-off. No, he did, he did. And, and so did I. I said he did. You said he did, yes, but he you did. don't think that he did, Clayton? Not he one got, that he, he got brought on for a couple of minutes yeah. towards the end of the Watford game. Yeah. But, but for me, the one thing that I just didn't understand was you're 4-1 up with five minutes to go in a cup final and you basically bring on David Zabacosta instead of bringing on your club captain who could have come on for the last couple of minutes. I thought that was churlish. I, I thought that I, was really petty. I hadn't thought about that. I've ah. never thought about that. Yeah, well, I thought... I ju- I, you know, what, what would it have cost him? How much, you know, to, to actually yeah, honour yeah. the club captain? Yeah, you, there's yeah. no way even we could have screwed up and he could have brought him on. Anyway, we're going completely off-piste. Mm-hmm. So the point is... I am but happy. interestingly though interestingly yes yeah yeah okay, thank you yeah. thank you for that but I I accept that this season we might not do anything at all and I I don't mind I'm willing to take the hit and I know that a lot of people will say that's rubbish we always got to try and we've got to do our best and all the rest of it which I'm sure we will but things are going to go wrong you know Saturday Sunday was a prime example yeah. started off brilliantly and I think that our biggest problem this season, and I know we're going to get onto all sorts of issues, is the fact that I can't see where we're going to score any goals this year. Which has been off-stated by and, uh, and the point every is that you look at our around. first two league games, we were unlucky, we hit the post twice against Man United in the first half. We had some really poor options in the first half. Mason Mount should have shot, pulled back to nobody. We could have been leading in that game. The Leicester game... It should have been done by half-time. Yeah, should have been, well, it should have been three up in the first six minutes. Yeah, well, that's, you, you don't score all your chances, No, but we had a lot but of if good they, chances. But if they'd gone back to the centre circle really quickly after they'd scored, <laughs> then they might have done it. What, running back with the ball on yeah. their arm? Yeah. Yes, like a child. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah, like uh, so, as, if, as if it was the, the 93rd minute. Yeah. yeah. So we are going to see lots and lots of things that we're not going to like, and it's not going to be perfect. But I, I think that if we have a, a decent-ish season but don't actually pull up any trees and we end a season with four youth products who are now going to be first-teamers. First-teamers, first yeah. Yeah, first-teamers, yeah. Unless you'd I said first-teamers, which would I, have been I think hard. that will be a very successful season. But 
shoot me down. I think you're right because he, I mean, Frank Lampard did say we need to be more clinical, right? He yeah. said we need to be more clinical, but he's used the word patient. We're working towards something. He's talked about being tighter in midfield. And you mentioned the fact that it should have been over in the first half. Yes, it should have been. It was very much mm. the archetypal game of two halves. Possession-wise, when you look at the two two sides, 50-50. Bang on, 50% for each side. I think side. tactically Rogers changed it because he also brought Madison into the middle because he'd been playing Madison mm. on the wing. I had one of those annoying situations when there was a Leicester fan to my right. And uh, I live in a part... I live? I live? I, I think you stupid. do live there. I do live there, do you? Yeah. Yeah. I sit in a part of the ground where... Uh, um, Anybody who professes to be a, a member of the opposition um, fan club isn't sent out with a bloody nose. He, in fact, is allowed to sit there, and uh, and he did that. Do thing the but to their your respective the, butlers? butlers have yeah, a we fight. All, that's right. Yeah. You <laughs> the butlers fight outside. Yeah. You send exactly. them out to fight. You yeah. send them out to have a scrap, and. Um, um, he was pointing out that he kept saying, where's, where's Madison? Madison playing? What's Madison doing? She's playing on the wing. And he had a very strange, exotic girlfriend with him who just kept going... Who, Madison? No, 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 no. no. That would have made that was, sense. That would have slowed him but, down but, in yeah, the first would have half, done, yeah, 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 and also wouldn't have made sense for my yeah. story. Yeah. And uh, 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 was sitting next to me who just kept going... <laughs> you have that effect on most people. I do, I do, I do, I do, yeah. I do. But um, uh, yeah, he pointed out. But yeah, in the second half, they they overcame. But also, you, the pace that they go at Chelsea in the first, uh, they went at in the first half hour. It wasn't really surprising after their exertions during the yeah. week that they they all fell apart. And he just said, "Yeah, they were all a bit knackered." My complaint was that was that the substitutions he brought on just. Um, Excuse me, despite only playing 25 minutes, just appeared not to have any energy either. Even William, who hadn't even played, played during the week. William's involvement was one of the worst things I have ever seen on a... It was, ba- was Bakayoko-esque. It, it was, it yeah. was, yeah, no, no, but yeah. That, that, that's, it was worse than Bakayoko, yeah. let's yeah. be absolutely honest. Is it fair to use the Super Cup, because Liverpool played in the Super Cup and played a day earlier and got a victory at Southampton? No, I, th- I think that's a, a really valid point. I, yeah. I'm thinking about that on, on the way over. I was got, Because, yeah, and they, ha- and they were away from home as well. So, mm. no, it isn't. They're professional sportsmen and they should be able to cope with it. I th- well, I think um, it depends what pace that they will play at. You wonder, you have to analyse what Klopp does. Did, did, did they all run around like um, like children in the first 20 minutes? Because that's what I, Chelsea I d- did. The pace was unbelievable in that game. Yeah, I know, but that's what he wants to do. He wants to do it and he did yeah. it with Derby. That's yeah. how they played yeah. at Derby. Yeah. And they got tired frequently and then they resorted to playing long balls and uh, they didn't do that this time but yeah it's what uh, what worries me is this enormous hole that appears yeah, in the midfield that, that is which the, that's is the first with, thing with nobody yeah. to actually the, the the space that somebody has to do whatever they want is just that but it's quite interesting ridiculous. because that point was was raised after the first game mm. the, the massive gap between the defense and the midfield the midfield and the attack and then in the super cup that was completely addressed yeah. And it was it was much closer, much tighter. We were a much better unit. They played very well in the Super Cup. And then it appeared again yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. So it's obviously something he's aware of and hopefully resolving. There were more decent performances from certain members of the team. I thought Zuma had a much better game because yeah. he might you couldn't get any worse than Manu. But he, he was um, uh, he, he played l- well against Liverpool. He did he as well. well against he, did, he did. He did. He uh, did. And Mount is a is a, a real star yeah. I think star in the making do you think this is sorry to go off piece here but do you think that um, that Mason Mount is like Alan Hudson no no nowhere near completely different player well, who said that no I just sort of it, just the I, I suppose it's the young 
guy coming through in the midfield and we haven't had anybody of our own well, well, uh, midfield. Oh, well, yeah but Hudson had a he was silky uh, uh, yeah he was silky a kind of mercurial upper body yeah um arrogance Mason Mount's busier yeah Mason Mount's all arms yeah. and yeah. Mason Mount in the imagery of dogs um Mason Mount is a terrier and uh okay and um Alan Hudson is a kind of Alan Hudson would never create no, a goal that Mason word. Mount scored but he would have scored different goals yeah oh completely I, but yeah. I know Hudson was he oh, even phenomenal. scored a goal that didn't go in Yes, I was there. Were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we all we all said. Oh, Do you know about I this? I don't know about this one. Yeah. No, go yeah. on. Ipswich, wasn't Ipswich it? Ipswich at home. Yeah. yeah. He, Alan Hudson hit the ball into the side netting. It hit the stanchion and came back out. And the referee pointed to the spot and like the goal that Watford scored a couple a couple of seasons ago. Right. It was exactly the same. And Clive Allen got one back in the day, didn't he? He Think would not be stanchion. dissuaded, the referee, really? despite being pursued up the pitch. <laughs> he, he, would not, he would not. No, 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 I remember it. I remember it. It was absolutely appalling. As you it would was be. dreadful. As you were, yeah, yeah. We were, I'm afraid we laughed a lot. I oh, so sorry, hang on. He scored a goal that wasn't a goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. And it got goal so it hit the side given. netting and it got given, yeah. as opposed to yeah. Clive Allen, where it hit the stanchion, came back out and wasn't given. No, this was actually given as a goal. That's why we laughed so much. Why we <laughs> well, speaking of goals, and you mentioned this, Clayton, at the start in terms of who is going to get the goals this season. There's been a big Tammy Abraham's discussion on this on this particular show already. Olivier Giroud got the nod against Leicester. Incredible stat to come out of Giroud. And I know that we all know that he's a bit of a super sub. But that's 14 starts now for Chelsea since mm. he signed. It's like 18 months ago, maybe mm. a bit more. Just 14 starts. He can't be happy with that, well, right? Fancy, well, whether he's or not, he's still there and he signed an extension to the contract, mm. so perhaps he likes the money. Where's, where's is, he well, is go? that measure of the modern player, that he is, he's this quite is comfortable? This is 14 Premier League starts. Yes, yes, this sorry. Is not, this yeah, is not, not Europa League, not, not, his yeah, Europa record League is incredible. Because yeah. I think that was a kind of, that helped lots of players from not getting dissatisfied last year under Sarri, because mm. they would play in, because that was like the reserve side played in the uh, I mean, the if, League. If, I, if I was Giroud, the one thing that would have hacked me off more than anything else last season was seeing has been who couldn't run three yards being picked ahead of me so that would have hacked me off um i think he'll start more this season because we just haven't that was by the way to point that out to Thank people you just much. listening yeah. i think chelsea time. listeners probably guessed who that well was. you never know it might be somebody not chelsea fan listening yes, you know yes. it might be somebody who loves the program loves you but it, i mean <laughs> i think it, you know like last season he didn't start very many premier league games and i think towards the end of the season we were a little bit annoyed that that wasn't the case yeah um, but he started a lot of Europa League, and there are a lot of Europa League games. Yeah, um, and the, they were all farmers and part-timers. So he, most he yeah, he he did well. I, I'm afraid the other problem is is he's he's actually um, doesn't play very well when he starts in the Premier League. Doesn't look very mobile. Doesn't do much. In fact, he, I felt that his performance against Leicester, the first 25 minutes, was one of the best I've seen him play for us. Mobile, fantastic back heel that Kante almost scored from. Uh, that brilliant layoff that yeah. where Pedro hit the net side netting yeah. off yeah. his chest. I thought I thought he was excellent, and I think Frank's been he's a great getting he's a great, him get, well, getting him to move more. Man. You know. Yep, absolutely. And Golo Conte, you mentioned Conte. You Thank mentioned you. there. Sorry, oh, crikey, can't get that wrong again. Yeah. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with him with regards to injury, but someone we imagine will be starting is Mason Mount. We did mention him just now. We're going to be speaking about him a little bit more after this. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. This is Love Sport. Yeah, this is the Chelsea Fan Show on Love Sport with the guys from the Chelsea Fan Cast, Jonathan Kidd and Kidd. Clayton. 
Beerman, if you want to join the debate, very easy to do so. Just drop us a line or WhatsApp us, 0208 70 20 558. You can also get us on the socials at Love Sport Radio. Now, gents, we are going to be talking a bit of Mason Mount. Now, typically, in classic Chelsea fan show fashion, I've got some stats on Mr Mount because he did become the first English player to score on his first home game for Chelsea in the Prem since Paul Hughes. Oh, I was about to say Paul Hughes. There you go. You already knew, didn't you, yeah. Jonathan Kidd? This yeah. is purely for the listeners here. I knew that your knowledge would be bang on that one. Thank you very much. I remember it because we thought he was a great star of the future, Hughes, he, after that goal. I remember that goal, you know. It, yeah. he, was like, he was put through on goal, wasn't he? He had yeah. loads of time yeah, and yeah. then sort of did a nice little side yeah. footer around yeah. the goalkeeper. That's exactly right. I think Rude Hullett was a manager at the time. Possibly. 90, January 97, I would imagine it yeah. was, Rude Hullett. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Obviously, you got to the FA Cup final that season, didn't you? Yeah. And uh, with regards to managers, it was Dennis Wise against Blackburn Rovers in May 1996 was the last person to score under an English manager for Chelsea. Last English player to score under an English manager. That's correct, yeah. Clayton. Yes, I missed the English bit on Dennis Glenda Weiss Hoddle. there. <laughs> Glenn Hoddle, of course. Glenda. I should let you read this, shouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but listen, he was brilliant, right? More shots, more shots on target than anybody else at the weekend. Well, His also, first goal. also the, the goal was great because yeah. it was actually Harry Kane-ish to mm-hmm. use an, because he was off balance well, and no, still got surely his shot Harry in. Kane would have gone down when he got pushed in the back before he shot. Oh, that's Ooh. true, that's true. And then indeed he would have been sent off. Mm. I saw indeed, indeed he goes to um, what is it, uh, Monterey University in Leicester. He's a university student. Did you know Montfort. that? Montfort. Montfort. Yeah, not Monterey. That's con- in, in California. California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, almost. Yeah. Which is um, a bit of a bus yeah. ride. Yeah, from would Leicester. Be, yeah. Wouldn't he? Yeah, I don't know how he'd do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'd have to be absent from his courses rather a lot, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that was rather interesting because he was great on Match of the Day. That's why I liked about indeed because he was so ashamed. Was you have that interview with him when he was saying, you know, oh, well, I don't know when he was caught in possession, and then he made up for it by thwanging the ball in from the set piece. God, we're so terrible at set pieces, Mm -hmm. aren't we? Well, we'll come on. We will come on to that, the case for the defence. But we moved off Mount, sorry. We did move off Mount. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. we moved off. We're often moving off Mount. Yeah. And I just want to discuss what you guys think of him. There's been a bit of chat this week with regards to him being called up for the England side in the Euro 2020 qualifiers that are coming up next month. No, he announces it on next Thursday, Gareth Southgate, I believe. Yeah. But this is a real swing in the narrative, right? Because last weekend, or the weekend before last, sorry, first game of the season, Jose Mourinho was one of the the people who had the claws out for Mason Mount, suggested that maybe he wasn't ready. Some fans thought, oh, he's not up to it. A week later, he's kind of not the golden boy, but people are rating him again. Why are they? Why were they having a go at him? What was Mourinho's well, reason? Mourinho was saying he was he wasn't ready. And yeah, he shouldn't have been played at Old Trafford and this, that, and the other. And there was, there, there was that fantastic thing when Sky said, "Oh, Mourinho said about Mount, you know, he shouldn't have played today." And Frank was like, mm-hmm. genuinely surprised. He went, "What, Mason? Mason <laughs> yeah. Mount?" Yeah. <laughs> As if because, there's another player called Mount yeah, in the team. It's, just, yeah, yeah. it's like what? Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's what I like about Frank Lampard, and that's what Mason Mount will like about Frank Lampard in the fact that he's got a manager here who has yeah. unwavering faith in. Yeah. But also, but there's a there's a fan who merely watches. He was excellent. He's been excellent every game. So mm. I don't get this. I, I don't the, the interesting thing is that if you look at Barclays pre-season, oh. he was probably our best player he pre-season, was. and he's he's disappeared. And, and sort of Mason Mount's just come in, and that's it. Well, I'll keep going with this. This is my mantra about uh, Barclay: is that he is caught in possession too often and gives the ball away more than anybody else. He may get well, forward and I shoot more. I don't know. More. I think that's a bit of a competition because I'd, I think Pedro gives the ball away quite a lot. As yeah, well, that's true. So. But Pedro plays in a position that um, I don't think at the moment there, there's much uh, uh, competition for. No, but he Pedro manages to give the ball away in, in dangerous positions, he does, he and does. Barkley does that. It is it's a great shame because I I think 
last year we said he was straight-jacketed, Barkley, and we that did. was a lot of the reason why we did. We thought he was giving the ball away and he wasn't allowed to play like he plays. And this season he's not straight-jacketed. He was great. He scored four goals, didn't he? And he looked really good. Yeah. And it's quite interesting that they are obviously both vying for. Well, is that? that do you that think that we, can, we, can we ever get to a, a stage where? And Mason Mount and a Ross Barkley are playing in the same side because if not, where do you go now if you're Ross Barkley? Because you've had the best preseason, arguably of your career, yep. definitely at Chelsea, yep. and yet all of a sudden you're not in the starting lineup, having had such a good preseason. But I, I think he will play because I, I think because Mason's young, I don't, I don't think Frank will play him all the time, mm. and there will be games when he's not playing, maybe Champions League games. I don't know. I don't think so at all. I don't think you'll get in. I think you'll play Pulisic and Mount play together, and that'll be one after the other. I think that'll be it. Actually, I think that's it for Barkley for the year. <laughs> I mean, that is a very sweeping call you've made there. I know. I felt like, I felt like I'm, unlike me. Yeah, are we like, talking until the end of the year or to the end of the season? End of the season. Rough yeah. Barkley. That's it. Written that's it. off. That's yeah. it. Yeah, unless somebody gets injured, and then he'll come back in, and he'll just give the ball away a lot, and we'll go, oh, he's giving the ball away again. I feel like this call is a bit unfounded, Jonathan, that Ross Barkley gives the ball away a lot. We need to look into the stats I'd here like and find to, out. And caught in possession. Please, can somebody look it up, please, because mm. I think you'll find I'm right. I might have to call no, up producer I Josh I don't think he's that. caught in possession. I think he, no, he, does he, that can, as well. he can be careless in, in giving the ball away, well, but I think you're being... I'm pointing now. The number of times, yes. and the number of times, it's not a very good point, it's a bit mm-hmm. sort of more of a hook. The number of times that he attempts to beat somebody and then stops and thinks, oh, I'll pass it back. Oh, I don't think I will, I'll do that. I'll just hold the ball and then the ball is taken off him. It, it is a, a regular occurrence in games because I always go, he's done it again. I'm, where I'm sitting. And Ron, who sits next to me, says, you're right, he's not a proper player, Jonathan. That's what he says to me. He's not a proper player. He never thought Louise was a proper player. He's not a proper player. Let's the ball bounce. He used to say about about um, uh, our goalkeeper who went to Madrid. What's his name? Thibaut Courtois. Yeah, yeah, he used to say, he's not a proper goalkeeper. What was his reasoning for Thibaut Courtois not being a proper goalkeeper? Uh, I'll tell you something about Thibaut Courtois, which yeah. is why he you knows might all about think goalies. Yeah. it might not be a proper goalkeeper. Is The way that he approached... The ball, he was always feet first rather than hands first. He's more... His weight goal. was always forward. I thought he was scared. No. That's why he went for the ball with his feet. Whenever I was a goalkeeper, I always no, used to I, do No, I think it's a lot to do with the fact that I, th- I think some goalkeepers are natural, like our current goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, and I don't. Th- I think Thibaut is a, a really good goalkeeper, but I don't think he's a natural goalkeeper. He's like, he got stuck in goal because he was the tallest one in the playground. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I would just like to touch on your Ross Barkley shout because he's only played a few minutes, of course, in the Premier League so far this season. A pretty low pass success percentage. However, you can't judge that after after one game. Producer Josh has said last season a 93.7 pass completion rate. He only lost the ball 12% of the time, Mr Kidd. I would say that's not bad statistics. What about being caught in possession, though, rather than passing? We're not talking about giving the ball away passing. Being caught in possession. Is that in the stats? Yeah, I, I believe that's ultimately the same stat. We might well, have to go deeper in. We might have to go thing, though. We might have to go deeper into it. But in terms of pass completion, if you're saying he's giving the ball away a lot, I, I would say that he's, he's not giving it away as much as maybe you think. Well, perhaps it's, it's the fact that he gives the ball away in positions where the opposition either score or have a... In, cru- in crucial moments in of crucial games. In crucial moments of games. Mm. Perhaps it's that that makes it more obvious. Mm. Because 
I'm not alone in this observation. I'm not just like some strange beacon in the stand going, you know, um, having my own opinion. It's those around me as well saying. I think he's one of those players who you know is really gifted and talented and you're always expecting that much more than perhaps he delivers. No, I don't. I'm fair. I'm always very fair with these situations. Yeah, I know, but you can't actually think. And I I do, I think it's a shame that he's he's not, you know, going to get a chance if, if Mason's in there, but I'm all for giving our youth the chance, as you know. But it is interesting that you can't actually point to one game that Ross Barkley has had where he took the game by the scruff of its neck and changed it. Uh, and that's no, there was a, there was a, a Europa League game last year when he scored, wasn't it? He'd no, scored, no. Well, I mean, it? scoring isn't taking a game. No, no. But where, where, no where he looked, he looked as if he was in control of it more. But once again, we were playing, you know, an amateur post of, office. But yes, school teachers, post workers, <laughs> postal workers. <laughs> he was possessed, dispossessed thirty-three times last season. If that helps, Mister Kid, one point two times a game. So. Again, when you uh, when you go by law of averages, well, do you think? Quite a, oh well, Dennis Wise was rarely possess, dispossessed, and whenever he—that's one of the big things about when people say it's not Dennis Wise. Ah, he didn't play for you know why did he play for England sixteen times? Because he hated giving the ball away, and he hated being caught in possession, and and so if that's your template, if that's you look at players and think why are you? And also, it's as I said, where you are dispossessed. He has this terrible ability to be dispossessed in situations that give the opposition an opportunity to have a shot. I mean, I know that happens most of the time anyway because of the the pace that football's played at nowadays, but uh, um, it's it's not something that fills me with joy. Do you know what, Jonathan? I'm I'm not one hundred percent agreeing with you, and I am purely going on the stats here, and I don't see him as much as you do. But I, I think the stats, in some cases, do. Do work in your favour. I'm just going to elaborate a little bit more. That in the Nations League for England, four games, seven unsuccessful touches. He was dispossessed 13 times in those four he gave, games. Gave away a goal in the seventh final. He did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Arguably, potentially injured, should have probably gone off the pitch against Holland. And in the Europa League last season, obviously made 12 appearances and he was dispossessed 15 times. So he's always dispossessed more than he plays. So there is, there are some legs in your argument. Thank you very much. Not a problem. We're going to move on to the defence <laughs> now. I'm not, I'm Thank not, you, sir. I'm not 100% saying that you're right, because I think maybe you're being a bit harsh on Ross Barkley, suggesting that that's it, it for the season. Statistics, something and damn lies. Lies, damn, damn lies, lies and statistics. statistics. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Case for the defence, gents. There, there isn't one. Right. So, I mean, this goal from, from uh, Wolfen and Didi at last Sunday... Caught between two defenders, a bullet header. This shouldn't happen, right? Set pieces at Stamford Bridge in particular, this shouldn't happen. No. I, I, it's... Well, Zuma was poor and Dave was worse. Well, Dave shouldn't be marking somebody who's a foot taller That's than right. him in the first That's right. place. That's right. And Zuma, the one criticism of Zuma is that for a big lad, he's not as dominant in the air as you would really like You'd to hope. see. He's done that before, that mistiming of, of that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah. but I mean, to be fair to him, they're, they're all rubbish at, it, at, at corners and set pieces. They've, they've somehow, I don't know what's happening on the training ground. But it's quite interesting because I think, you know, this, this is this whole evolution of defending and goalkeeping and all the rest of it. You see so few goals scored from corners these days, basically because people are not putting the ball into the box straight away or hitting the knees of the well, first man. Even Leicester did too. Yeah. People kept saying, well, so tra- I think training that, that ground, they just whole... played the ball on the ground to nobody. Wasn't there, there was a statistic that, or there, there was an article last season that I read, which basically said that the reason why people are taking short corners is because 
it's statistics again prove that you're more vulnerable on the counter-attack when you say so you don't want to lose possession That's by right. just swinging it into the but box but it makes sense somebody... because if the ball is headed out far uh, to somebody they've got it'll be but, but, three against three but one of the things one of the ev- in my perspective the evolution of goalkeeping is that goalkeepers don't come for corners anymore you know when we were growing up when we were kids keepers used to come out all the you. time and claim the ball yeah it doesn't happen anymore. You've got that weird thing in Sunday football where if you didn't say a name, if you shouted out, the referee would give an indirect free kick against you. Do you ever remember having that? I do. So, leave so, it. You, know, you couldn't say leave it. You couldn't it. say leave no. it, no. No, you, no. Had to, you had to, you had to shout. Had to, yeah. That still exists. Yeah. yeah, that still exists. Although there was an incident a couple of seasons ago, wasn't there, with Harry Arter and uh, Shalabar, Nathaniel Shalabar, when he was uh, playing for Watford. Watford. And uh, the, the cutback came in for Shalabar, who could quite easily have shot. And I think Arter said something to the effect of mine or Jack's, which would be through the legs. And Shalabar left it and it came to Arter and he just dribbled off back up the pitch. <laughs> Very clever. But you can't say leave it. No, you're not allowed to do that. Someone who hasn't left it is former Chelsea legend, and I'm going to call him a legend because he was the legend of the week last week, is Mr Pat Nevin, who's had some words to say about Chelsea and the fact that big teams, big names, big players don't mean anything to him. You know what it's like? When you played against people, you didn't give a stuff if they were a big name. You just got to beat them, right? So we we all get into the habit of of ignoring names. So I, I look at a team, I don't care about the big names or who's the manager or whatever. I just look at the group and what it looks like. And I'm thinking, well, they need a bit of work. Mm. And yeah. It doesn't matter if they name Chelsea's before it or Spurs's before it or Man City's before it. You look at the group of people and that group of people needs a bit of work. And, you, and certainly the youngsters need a lot of that team to develop as well. That was Pat Nevin speaking to Love Sport Breakfast this morning. I think what he's getting at there, gents, is the sense it doesn't matter that it's Chelsea with regards to it being, it doesn't matter that it's Frank Lampard. Ultimately, the team and the youngsters, in his opinion, still need a lot of work. Well, I, th- I think, you know, that, that goes back to what I was saying right at the beginning. Yes, it does need a lot of work. And it is a work in progress. And the fact you can't bring anybody else in is is a massive factor. But that that's something which I, I believe the club have accepted on the basis of him being appointed in the first place. Because... You know, well, there, nobody there are, else could have done it. Really, you can't. I, I hear this. Who would have come in in the current situation? Uh, no, no, the, of the kind of mega quality because yeah, they'd have wanted no. to bring their own players in. Well, so he's possibly perf- perfect because he, they've got the association with the youth. He's, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think I, I said it last year that I thought that was the, the perfect scenario yeah. for these guys to come in because they were the ones who'd know the youth, develop it. I mean, one of the things we were talking about, Sarri is saying that we didn't want Sarri to be there, or certain people didn't want Sarri to be there, because there was no guarantee that he would develop the youth. There was no indication... Well, in, no, he went, didn't go and see yeah. any of the games at all, did he? No, I mean, that, that was Neither just, did the manager before him. Yeah. But, but the point is that, yeah, it is a work in progress, and there is a lot to be done. And I think when you look at the bigger picture, conceding a goal like we conceded last week... That's the sort of thing that should be second nature. So that's something that the coaches should be working on. And look on at a bit Frank, more. and he's, he's always. There's a kind of bemused look on his face, as if to say, when that happens, or when there's an yeah. attack they almost score, as if to say, how on earth are you, are you doing that? This has got nothing to do with the way that the, yeah. we, we've been training. training. Yep, absolutely. Plenty coming up with about all right, 25 minutes to go on the Chelsea Fan Show on Love Sport. Chidge. JK.
In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Ginge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is Love Sport. Follow at Love Sport Radio on Twitter for all the latest news, views, competitions and the best bits from your favourite station. Love Sport, the station giving fans a voice. This is the Chelsea Fan Show on Love Sport with the guys from the Chelsea Fan Cast, Clayton Beerman and Jonathan Kidd. We've got about 25 minutes or so to go. A bit of admin first before we move on to the legend of the week, fellas. David Zabacosta, you did mention him earlier. Mm. He's extended his deal at the club, but he's also joined Roma. He's done that so that they can mm-hmm. then sell him Absolutely. and get a large amount of money Very from him. Very transparent get see-through tactic that we see from football clubs now, isn't Indeed. it? Indeed. And he said, uh, um, made a rather uh, um, beautiful announcement, didn't he, saying that he was so pleased it's a wonderful club. I really enjoyed my time there, but notice the I enjoyed my time yeah. aspect of After it. After an experience overseas, yeah. so I'm going to yeah. go back. Yeah, yeah. but he yeah. never got to the side properly and... Uh, he was obviously yeah. the, the victim of that, that horrible moment that we discussed before when he came on. Yeah. Which game was that? Um, and he got soundly booed. Against, against, wasn't it, was, it United? It was Manchester United, United yeah. When, FA when Cup. We, when, yeah. when we needed two goals. Yeah, two goals. And, yeah. So what do you do? You bring on the right back for a right back. Yes. It was a tactical genius. Yes, He's it so was. ahead it of his time. It was. Yeah. He but the thing is, with, with Sapa Costa, which was absolutely... Which is the one thing I will remember with a great deal of fondness, was his debut. His goal. When he scored from the right wing and he smacked it in. Was It, it was against Carrier Bag. About 45 yards. For, and, and sort of everybody said, oh, was he shooting or was he, you know, was he crossing? It doesn't is matter. He, he's a he, star of yes, the future. He's fantastic. He's fantastic. Is he? No. No. <laughs> I find these kind of players, these signings that just sort of come and go from clubs. I don't know. You, you don't... Go on. I was going to say, to be fair, um, the club bought him because um, Conte had gone walkabout. Because Conte hadn't bought it. Conte, it's that, once again, that story of him wanting to buy uh, Chiellini, uh, Lorente well, he, he and wanted. Benucci. 
the the left back from Juve, didn't he? That's right. Uh, and he couldn't get him. No. Because or Chelsea wouldn't pay they wouldn't, that's right. San, they wouldn't Sandra, pay Sandra. Sandra. Yeah. That's exactly they, right. They're all these pl- pl- players that the Conte wanted and the, the board wouldn't have it because most of them were 35 and wanted 450,000 a week. And um, Listen to your manager. Uh, yeah. Hey, they should, they should Listen be, to your manager. I know. It's an you awful know? thing to say, but they probably would have made them into an, I mean, that, an unbelievable whole, outfit. That whole they? transfer window yeah, was yeah. Zappa Costa, oh, oh, drink water, drink water yeah. um, Bakayoko. It was bizarre. But, but, it? No, but no, but it was because he wasn't there. Mm. He'd gone. He had. He'd turned his phone off and gone and tried to get sacked. He wanted to leave. He wanted to leave the club, and the club wouldn't let him. And the so club, this is the summer the, after he's won yeah, the he title. Won, the club did the transfer window without him. They did it themselves. Because there was there was that thing. He, he wasn't it there. It was. Um, I, I know that Oxlade Chamberlain wanted to go to Liverpool, not to yeah, Chelsea. Yeah. But there was the stories with Barkley <laughs> trying to speak to Conte, and Conte turned his phone off. That's he right. wasn't. He wasn't speaking. No, to he anybody. wasn't. He wasn't. He turned his phone off. Disappeared. Yeah. Well, we say allegedly, allegedly but it's pretty certain it happened so I never knew this story I, yeah, I wasn't yeah. aware that he'd gone he gone to, after about. the first season he, he just didn't want to be here he to, no, no, that well, purely well, because of the relationship that he had with the board no, well the board he tried to buy his three big, big players to make them into an unbelievable vicious unit mm-hmm. essentially which, which they would have done and they would have done because it was Laurenti, um he was going to therefore play much more long ball I think Cialini and Bonucci but they were all over 30 Chelsea have the only have the year um, except you, except, for, except for Louise, yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course, yeah, and, <laughs> and you're friends yeah. with, the, with the chairman, and uh, but they they all wanted ludicrous amounts of money and a two-year contract, and uh, and the board therefore turned him down, and his reaction to this was to turn his phone off, disappear, and uh, for the whole of the transfer window, and then to reappear and say I want to leave, and the uh, the board wouldn't have it, but by then they hadn't been able to buy anybody, so they bought whoever they could get. They made a decision. Wow. Without him. Hence the toxic season that, yes, that came entirely, after it. Entirely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, another bit of news to come out. Some rumours apparently Chelsea interested in signing players, even though you can't do it until next summer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go, Ka- I must hear this. This is great. I love this. Kai Havertz from Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, 20 yeah. goals. Yeah. 20 years old. Yeah. Wants to move in 2020. It's all yeah. about 20, it yeah. seems to be with yeah. Kai Havertz. Yeah. But yes, apparently Chelsea interested yeah. in signing him next summer. Who knows? Yeah. Who yeah. knows where we'll go with that Absolute one? Absolute balderdash. <laughs> completely. I, I was fabricated I, the, the one load of that I really was gutted that we couldn't sign was Jovic. Yeah. And it and it looks like he's not settled at yeah, all. Yeah, they're, they're thinking they're, they're, they're gonna they're gonna sell him on. He doesn't him. fancy him. Well yeah. we love him. How about that? That's staggering, isn't it? Yeah. Fifty odd million. Yeah, but it makes yeah. sense if you're dealing with that amount of with with, with those though everybody is that amount of money. Well, that's it, the kind it, of it sounds like basis for a it. club trying to bring Neymar in and then they'll be That's exactly well that's what no. they're saying. They want they want to swap him for yeah. Neymar, they were yeah. saying. Yeah. They've almost used him to to flog him off to PSG to get Neymar. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one looks like it's going to rumble on and on. Someone who's not yeah. rumbling on anymore announced his retirement this week is the legend of the week this week, gents, and that is Ashley Cole. After a 20-year career, he has finally hung up his boots and departed from football. Big player for Chelsea. Wonderful player for Chelsea. Best fullback I've ever seen. Really? Oh. So there's been some debate leading up. We had Stuart Pearce on the show uh, on Love Sport earlier this week, and he said, to be fair, the greatest left-back ever, in his opinion, especially for England, was Kenny Sansom. But he did say, until Ashley Cole came along. It's really interesting because the the whole backstory about getting Ashley Cole <laughs> was quite 
funny at the time because William Gallus was without doubt the best defender at the club at the time. At the time. And he fell out with Mourinho. Big time. And when I saw that we were going to let Gallus go to Arsenal, I was absolutely gutted. I was really angry. Because he was, he was the best defender, wasn't yeah, yeah, he? He was yeah. absolutely fantastic. With Cavallio. Cavallio, With Cavallio. It did look at the time like Arsenal had got the better deal. And you just thought, that's insane. And yet, <laughs> and yet, yeah. I just, now, I can't think of not yes, having him the, there. The poor man, poor Gallus, has been uh, eclipsed, really. His, also, Completely. It didn't help Completely. him going to Spurs, did it, after that? that no, didn't. but that's, I mean, th- that whole thing... Let's forget about Gallus. Talk about Ashley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just yeah. What a player. And the clandestine aspect of him meeting him and tapping him up. Oh, and, God, uh, but Kenyan, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for th- that's the dilemma I have. Is is you, you look at every fullback with um, Ashley as the template, because Ashley was so absolutely brilliant. I mean, it um, wasn't it wasn't for Chelsea, but those two games where he played against Cristiano Chris, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Was that one of them actually? No, was that both of them? Sorry. Yeah. He was. Ju- I mean, yes, you know, this, is, this was the best completely. player, or yeah. arguably the best player in the world at yeah, the time. Yeah. He did it with Messi as well, though. And he just couldn't get any anything off him. Mm. Goal. Yeah. I mean, what a wonderful player! Yeah. I mean, he's just. But his, his speed and his thought was just um, yeah. was beyond anything I've ever seen. And yeah. as I say, that is the trouble. That is the you look at all the other players. You look at you know Emerson. People say, "Well, he's playing well. He's doing all right." And you think there's no comparison at all with him. And, and then when he'd get forward and he'd score, and you'd go, well, "That's great, good for him." But it was, you know, you'd think, "Yeah, he got into the right position." He but he he would frequently sacrifice the the, the opportunity to score. He liked scoring, but he would he. he he would play really fantastic passes in because he knew that he was in a, the, the 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 person inside of him was in a better position. He wouldn't be selfish about it. And he, I mean, you, know, you look at players and you think, well, Alonso scores one. You think he can't defend at all. You know, it's a and just just consistently solid season after season. I yeah. can only think of yeah. maybe one where he just maybe lost a bit of form, but apart from that, so good. I mean, what seven yeah, FA Cups, right. yeah. best best in history, yeah. more than a hundred England caps. What's yeah. your hundred and six? I think uh, right. What's your yeah. take on him, the perception that there was of Ashley Cole and the fact that he was, let's not beat it around the bush, widely disliked by most football fans who weren't Chelsea fans? Well, up at the time, though, I think most anybody who played for Chelsea was disliked. Mm. That, that fitted, same with John Terry, same it fitted with the, kind of the media's view of what the club was about with these, uh, you know, nouveau riche um, Johnny Come Lately's who were all but, yeah. with plastic they, they, fans. They, it all they, went, they were went all with it. Hated yeah, everybody you had was the hated. Whole John Terry thing. Yeah, yeah. He had the whole Drogba thing. He's yeah. a cheat, and yeah. he had all this, that, and the other. You know, and it's it's what happens when clubs do well. It's like Manchester United when you know in their heyday, everybody hated Manu. Yeah, and everybody, you know, hate Fergie. And yet, perversely, when Liverpool were winning the uh, the European Cup, everybody quite liked it because so that was a because it was, was a, a different, different era, era, very different completely, time. Yeah, you know, completely. But it was interesting though. That 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 was the era you loved, where people. Yeah used to support English teams playing in Europe irrespective of your club allegiance yeah, yeah, yeah. you loved Forrest winning you know Forrest winning all the characters Liverpool in Forrest because you also you loved because Clough, Clough was such a fantastic even with Villa because Kenny Swain yeah. I loved that and Peter With. Yeah. but I loved because uh, uh, Clough was such a character I mean Clough on his, just, he just he was he was the best oh but he, the you couldn't wait for an interview with yeah. him because he was so he was funny and witty and, and he was uh, on, on the those World and, Cup panels yes he was he was just I think I think in, in retrospect, people dislike Liverpool now when they look back at that because they're constantly reminded of it. Just lastly on Ashley Cole, one of the things that 
I thought was great was when I was watching an interview with Jermaine Genus, who was good friends with Ashley Carl. They used to hang out quite a lot, especially when they're in the England setup together. And Jermaine Genus said that he kept getting into Ashley and saying, look, do an interview, do a piece with a newspaper, do something with a magazine just to show people what you're like, to show that you're a nice guy, you're a good guy. And he said Ashley Cole's response was always, I don't need to. I don't care. I don't care what people think about me. I'm quite happy in my own skin. I enjoy playing football and I enjoy being successful. And that's so refreshing to hear that he just wasn't bothered. And that's probably why he was so successful. But but also from a PR point of view, I think that's a mistake. Because almost as if if you you had a PR person working for you, you'd say, look, just do an interview and I'll I'll set something up for you so that you come out well. But then why should he? Indeed, he's making so much money and he's obviously playing out of his skin. I've got total admiration. It's a great thing. Because ultimately, you know, they're people. And people have a go at footballers because of X, Y and Z, but you don't know. They woke up in the morning, had a terrible row with their missus, and that's why they put in a stinker of a performance. You just don't know. There's this naivety, and I'm guilty as the next person who goes to football who basically thinks that somebody goes out there and they've got to do what they're supposed to do, and they've got to be as good as they can be. And it doesn't happen like that. Yeah, absolutely. Who knows what Cheryl Cole was bleating on about when he went out after his breakfast? Who knows about <laughs> that one? We're going to be looking ahead to Norwich after this. <laughs> Love Sport Radio, the station giving fans a voice. Listen to Love Sport Radio on your smartphone today. Simply download the free Love Sport app from the App Store or Google Play. Tap the play button and you'll be able to listen to your favourite station anytime, anywhere. Love Sport Radio, the station giving fans a voice. This is Love Sport. The Opposition View on Love Sport. Yep, it's time for the opposition view on Love Sport. Frank Lampard obviously looking to avoid becoming the first Chelsea manager chaps since Bobby Campbell in 1988 to not win any of his first four competitive fixtures wow. in charge. Didn't yes. Know that. Yeah, so a big game, incredibly. Start. The start of this season already we are in the big game business and I'm delighted to say that we've got Michael Bailey, journalist covering Norwich for The Athletic on the line. How are you doing Michael? Uh, good evening gents. Yeah, good, thank you very much. Hope you're all well. Yeah, good, thank you. We're very well. Good very to hear well. Good to hear from someone from The Athletic. The revolution rumbles on with The <laughs> Athletic going from strength to strength on Norwich for that matter, going from strength to strength. Obviously a great victory, a hat-trick for Timu Puki. Do Chelsea need to worry about him this weekend? Um, yeah, I think... Um, I think any Premier League side coming up against a team who at the moment needs to worry about him. In, in, in all honesty, there aren't many strikers in world football that are probably in as good a form. And that's across international football as well as his, his club. And obviously I appreciate a lot of that is in the Championship. But it didn't take long of last season's Championship season to watch Tim Bucky playing and then kind of realise he was kind of too good for the level. So uh, I don't think this is a flash in the pan stuff. I, I think he's on top form and he's hugely important to Norwich. He's a, he's a huge focal point for how they play. His movement is, is top class and um, I hope they've got a lot of cotton wool just to make sure that he, uh, he keeps uh, nice and safe and fit for the rest of the season. Hi, it's Clayton here, Mike. Um, 
It, it, it's funny you, you should mention the championship because I, I remember sort of being in the studio a couple of nights and we had the old championship games on on the Friday night in Norwich and and he was he looked really really good and it's it, I think it's quite refreshing I'm not I might not be saying this tomorrow lunchtime to actually see somebody who is who does well in the championship and then goes up the Premier League and shows that you can do it in the Premier League as well as the Championship. And I, I, the one thing I love about the guy is his work rate. It's fantastic. He sort of chases defenders down, and I think, unfortunately, he might have a little bit of uh, a joy chasing off. You know, some, I don't think Kurt Zuma looks very comfortable at the moment on the ball, so that might be something that, that you guys will concentrate on. Yeah, I think um, he, he does set the tempo in, in that way, and he does give... Um, defenders at a proper 90 minute workout and I'm sure we've all seen the, the ridiculous tracking when he made in the in the uh, second half against uh, Newcastle uh, and then he'll, he still pelted back up the other end to get up the other end of the pitch as well after it. I think um, it's interesting because of course now he's being promoted a few times and especially under Paul Lambert that was a that was a season where you know you looked at that whole squad and thought can they make the step up from from Championship to Premier League, and I think that's a common occurrence with any player who kind of, in terms of English conscience, uh, consciousness, comes from nowhere to do well in the Championship. It's a fair question. I th- the only thing, and I say this to someone who's been in Finland basically all week, <laughs> uh, trying to um, just um, you know, delve and into into Timu's sort of background. He um, he's been at big clubs all the way through, and actually he has done well when he's played the, the issue's been maybe being the competition or he's not um, he's not felt um, comfortable I suppose and, and happy to the point that he was the main man um, but when he has played at all these top level clubs Schalke even Celtic and people just think it was a flop but um, it's the same with uh, HJK you know he uh, and then Bromby he, he given the minutes he played his ratios are therefore of goals was was pretty good generally so um i think the more you sort of look into timu's background the more you appreciate last year in the championship wasn't him suddenly arriving it was just a, a point at which he was proving himself somewhere else and i mean the way the premier league season started obviously we're, we're really early into it but the, the, the promising signs are that it's just the same again he looks so naturally confident in front of goal his movement is really hard for defenders to pick up on and that, you know, with with those two in and the way Norwich play that sort of plays into Timmy's hands, he uh, it's, uh, it's hard it's, it's harder to put a case as to why it will falter rather than why it would carry on. What do they play Norwich? I don't know. I'm really ignorant about it. Are they, uh, pressing is it uh, is it four three three? What is it the uh, the the tactic that uh, yeah, it's, Mark it's, seems uh, to use? It's it's a four two three one formation generally. Okay. They do sometimes switch into a four one four one, and sometimes it does tweak into a sort of a front three. Uh, the three off Simu are, are pretty uh, narrow and the full-backs push up really high and then you obviously have the holding midfielder who sits between centre-backs. They will, they, um, they will try and dominate possession as much as possible, but they're, they're also quite dynamic. They, they, I think they've worked on it as well in pre-season, maybe more so because they didn't need as much last year, but they will sit with a low block when they need to and try and counter. They have, um, they have uh, wonderful players behind and I'm especially thinking of Emmy Buendia, who possibly for me has looked slightly over-ego in the first two, two games. He had a slightly disjointed uh, pre-season. But as 
as ter- in terms of quality footballers, he is at, at the very top of, of anyone who was in the championship last year. And he's only 21. Uh, you know, he's a proper Argentine talent. So um, they have players like that as well who, who have real quality on the ball and they gel really well together. So it'll be interesting. Obviously, Frank Lampard, I don't know if you guys know this, but he was the last um, manager to win a competitive game at Norwich. Um, with Derby back in the, the end of December when the floodlights went out. So, uh, it'll Did be that help him when the floodlights went out? Did they carry on playing? Uh, well, they'd just gone <laughs> and, yeah, in the dark. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, Norwich had just gone 3-2 up. Uh, floodlights went, uh, one of the floodlights failed. We had a 20-minute delay. Uh, Lampard made a, hut, made a change, and then they came out and scored twice um, before the game yeah, was done. So, um, and uh, and that, that is the only competitive defeat Norwich have had at Carrow Road since October so um, you know I'm sure Frank will have a, have a way he'll know exactly how Norwich is going to play because they don't really they haven't really changed their principles are there their style's there and to be honest the personnel is the same as well so that's kind of fascinating thing for Norwich you know they, they've brought in four players but none of them are really threatening the, the first team the first 11 necessarily they're all getting a chance from Daniel and Parker and and so far, they, they look the part, to be honest. They very do, the way they do, Michael, very much indeed. Just before you go, a quick score prediction from you. <laughs> hmm. I, um, I worry that, as you just said with your stat at the very start, I think a team of Chelsea's quality, uh, having not won any of their first four competitive games, I, just, I, I find that pretty hard to think that that will happen. So uh, Norwich might just get undone. They do give you chances, and if Chelsea manage to score the first goal, it will make the game very difficult. Um, but Norwich certainly have enough in them to uh, to cause Chelsea a lot of problems. Um, so I tell you what, I'll, I'll call it a 1-1 draw, and everyone will shuffle off uh, with uh, plenty to think about. Well, I think it'll be high-scoring me. 3-2. Three, 3-2, two. Three, two, says Jonathan Kidd. Michael Bailey, thank you very much for joining us. That was Michael Bailey, journalist covering thank Norwich. You, Michael for Thank the athletic Michael. he's gone now guys but yeah. hey, hey he can still hear you so oh, that's all good hope so. um now he reckons 1-1 you think a high scoring affair jonathan yeah 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 i think they seem to they seem to play the same kind of style to me from the few times i've seen norwich which is uh, i saw him the other day they they get the ball forward very quickly and uh, and seem to leave a few gaps in midfield so i think it'll be exactly the same two teams with the same problems as it was with leicester to an extent i mean the second half they, the they left half. They, well, they left so gaps they were, as well they were leicester awful in defense yeah they were they were yeah, yeah. so I, I, it, it depends how much he learns i think he is quite malleable frank i think he uh, he, if he needs to change it, he'll change it. But at the moment, he finds it difficult to uh, to work out exactly how to play. I think he's not quite sure. He wants to play a certain way, but he's going to have to move it around a bit before they become absolutely fixed in being able to play it, which is something that Sarri didn't do last year at all, of course. And yourself, Clayton, a score prediction? Uh, I think it'll be a draw. A draw. Yeah, and I, and and then everybody will be the media, and everybody will, will be attack absolute, Frank again. Absolute meltdown yeah, for yeah. no particular reason yeah. whatsoever, yeah. apart from the fact we'll be in the bottom three. Yeah, we will indeed <laughs> be in the bottom three. That's the trouble. <laughs> yeah, the claws will most certainly be out for Frank Lampard from certain sections of the media and the football world if he doesn't manage to get a result this weekend. We will find out about that after the weekend and be back same time, same place next week. Chelsea Fan Show on Love Sport. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.